love. Some would say it took a backseat when the pandemic forced us apart. As a family-run and proudly Canadian-owned company, Charm Diamond Centres saw the need to bring us together with tales of love and created the Canadian Love Map podcast. Since then, we've shared hundreds of real, uplifting stories that prove love conquers all. So thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. And remember, love starts here. I always knew that I wanted to be a mother. I think it's the greatest gift that there is. I feel like it's a blessing and it is challenging 100%. It's the hardest job I've ever had, but it's so rewarding. I love watching them grow and thrive and become their own unique people. I'm just so proud of everything they do. I love motherhood. I think it's great. Hi, I'm Nancy Regan. This week's love story belongs to Melissa and Dennis, a couple whose engagement story swept us off our feet. We'll hear about that adventure in this episode and their super sweet happily ever after. Hi, Melissa and Dennis. Hi, Nancy. Welcome to the Canadian Love Map. I got to tell you, this is a first because although I have for years heard that puppies are chick magnets, we have yet to have a couple on the podcast who were introduced by a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's us. Tell me the story. Well, the way it happened was I was uh, in the parking lot. I pulled up from uh, taking the, the dog, Maisha, out to... For uh, for a walk, we we sometimes went uh, to a river, and uh, this particular moment we were coming back, and um, Maisha was excited to jump out, and Melissa was in the parking lot. I don't even remember asking her where she was going. She was just just in the in the uh, parking lot, and and Maisha really wanted to go and meet her, and so she was she was very excited. You know, she was agitated and uh, was excited to see her and was making the, the, the little puppy noises, just like really wanting to, to go and introduce herself to Melissa. And I I have a feeling that the, the feeling was mutual. Melissa was also wanting to meet Maisha. <laughs> and so um, we walked over and um, Melissa came down and started petting uh, Maisha and, you know, said hi. And then I said hi to her and then I asked her, what she, you know what her name was and where she was going and and um it turns out she was visiting a friend and she was new to the area and at the time we lived in kitchener ontario it's in waterloo we're actually in waterloo but if you talk to people in waterloo they have um i'm sure you'll cut this out but <laughs> but they they you know they're very particular uh you know it's like here halifax and darkness right yes. they have a particular um um, specific specific area where where you are. So basically, we were in in Waterloo, but uh, yeah, that's that's exactly how we met. That's great. Okay, so Melissa, I want to get your perspective, but included in that, I want you to give us a visual of what Maisha looked like. Okay, well, to start with, I only had eyes for Maisha at that time. She was the most perfect little puppy. She was brand new, like I'm going to say maybe a month old, like tiny, tiny little puppy, still fluffy. She was part German Shepherd, part Rottweiler, and I'm going to say maybe Border Collie because she had some little 
white spots on her, but just adorable, like floppy ears and waggy tail, just super cute little puppy. (laughs) Okay. And what about her owner? Well, he wasn't bad either. (laughs) Basically, I saw them arrive. I had only eyes for the puppy and I went over and started petting her. And then Dennis started talking to me and I looked up and there he was. It was a nice warm day and the sun was shining and he was very handsome. And then he was very polite and asked me, you know, was I new to the area? And I told him that I was. And before the conversation was over, he'd already told me that if I was ever feeling bored or lonely, that I could come along for one of their puppy walks. And so (laughs) I was sold. From that point on, I was like ready in the morning. That's it. I'm going to catch them and I'm going to go for a walk with these two. It was great. It sounds like he reeled you in with Maisha. (laughs) I think he did. I think that was part of the plan. It's hard to say, Nancy. It really is. I I feel like it was all Maisha's plan um, because I was coming off a a relationship that was, uh, I didn't didn't really want to have a relationship at all. And I was just like not looking for any sort of relationship. I was just going to be myself and my dog. And that was, that's, that's the trajectory I was on. And so I bump into her and I, you know, my eyebrow went up and I was like, <laughs> wow, you know, <laughs> yeah, she's gorgeous. Right. And, uh, and, you know, the more I spoke with her, the, the more I was interested in continuing to, to talk with her, because uh, if you know anything about Melissa, is, um, her answers are not what you expect in, in, in a typical conversation because she's uh I whenever I introduce her I, I like to, to to let people know that she's extraordinary. She's not she's she's she doesn't fit the mold that you think whatever she's supposed to fit into. Uh she will exceed that and go over beyond it. Um and and most times um she will even challenge um the status quo. And so I was intrigued um right off the get go. But my status was, there is no way I'm going anywhere with this lady right now in, in, in terms of a relationship, you know, like a, um, a girlfriend and boyfriend relationship. Melissa, what was your status? So I also just came out of a relationship. And actually, when I met Dennis, I was ready to move to the East Coast. I was on my way. I stopped to visit a friend in Kitchener-Waterloo, and then I was headed to Newfoundland, and I stayed for about a week in Kitchener-Waterloo, and in that time, I I walked with Dennis and Maisha pretty much every day, and then I left. I went to Newfoundland, and my my plans fell through, and so my friend that I was staying with in Kitchener-Waterloo said, well, I have this room available. If you want to come and stay for the summer, you can come back, so I went back and kind of picked up where we started off, and at first, I mean, it was really just a friendship. Dennis was super interesting to talk to. He's a really great guy. So there was something there. There was definitely a spark, but I think both of us kind of made the effort to to keep it friendly and just have friendly conversations and see where things went. Yeah. She told me right out she wasn't looking for any relationship and that she her she she never wants to get married. That was one of the very first things she said to me. <laughs> and I and I remember thinking, good, because I because I don't want to get married either, and I, I also don't want to be in any relationship. So this is this is great. Uh, you know, we could hang out with Maisha, and I and I really like uh, the outdoors. So, so does Melissa. So 
um, it was easy to get along and, and, and enjoy like Kitchener Waterloo and it was summertime and, you know, uh, after work in the evening, we'd usually go like to Victoria Park or, um, we went to the lake a lot as well as the, the, um, Sugarbush Trail. The, the Sugarbush Trail. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that, it's funny that when the pressure was taken off by both of you declaring not interested in a relationship, that's when it happened. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, for, for years before I met Melissa, I always, um, would write in my journal and, and then before I went to, to bed, I would recite some of the things, um, that I wanted to come true, um, as a way to just keep me focused, uh, as a young, young man. So were any of those things that you were repeating to yourself at night actually manifesting Melissa? Yeah, like like 100%. Which, like, I, you know, the whole power of manifestation, I know there's a whole theory around that, but I was just doing it, like, just because these are just things I wanted. No one told me to, to write them. Um, but I just, I just would. I just got into into a practice of like writing and like thinking about this lady and thinking about, um, you know, her presence and what kind of, um, what kind of mannerism, um, I, you know, I was attracted to that I wanted to, to see in a lady, um, and what, you know, how she cared for herself and, um, also just like her values. Right. I think, one of my favorite songs um, at the time was Miss Independent uh, by Neil. <laughs> yes. And it reminds me of her all the time because, because that's, that's what I, that's what I was looking for. I was looking for, for a boss lady, you know, uh, a lady that knows what she wants, uh, but also like she's comfortable and confident um, in all roles and, and, and in any situation. Right. And, and that's, that's Melissa uh, to a T and she also, she, I believe she comes of royalty because um, I come of royalty. And so it, it's only right that that we're a king and queen, you know. Um, and, yeah, I talk a lot. Okay. Well, that might be the best description I've ever heard. <laughs> I Now I have to ask Melissa, through all that walking and talking you were doing with Dennis and Maisha, when did it become apparent to you that this was a person uh, and – this was a person of the type of character that you would want to be with? Well, I think it, it was pretty quick, you know, like I recognized in Dennis something that I knew, I knew he was special immediately. And I knew that he was special enough that when I left Kitchener Waterloo and went to Newfoundland, I actually connected with him through social media and told him at the time he was thinking maybe he would move back to Tanzania. And I'm, I've always been really into traveling. So I told him, you know, I'm going to look you up someday when I'm in Tanzania, we're going to reconnect and we're going to, you know, go on some walks there. So I knew that he was special enough that I, I wanted to keep that connection and that maybe it would develop into more of a friendship over the years. But the more that I got to know him, I would say one thing always stuck out for me, and that was that Dennis always knew what he wanted, and there was, like, like nothing could stand in his way. You know, his confidence was – it exceeded anything I had ever seen before. Like, his, 
he, he really believed I'm going to do these things in my life and this is how it's going to go. And I had no doubt, you know, I, I, I believed him. I believed 100% that whatever he said he was going to do, he was going to do those things. And it was just really intriguing for me. I had never met anyone who was so sure of themselves and also so sure of, of what they wanted in the world. Uh, well, <laughs> you like that, Dennis? <laughs> it's nice to hear it every so often. <laughs> You know, I don't want to I don't want to fast forward through the relationship part, but when I hear that description, Melissa, it makes me think, oh yeah, that's that makes sense now that I know what the uh proposal was like. Where should we start with that story? I can tell this story. Yeah. <laughs> this is a fun story. Okay. So, leading up to our proposal, I had no idea that this was going to happen. Um we were planning a trip to Fiji. Dennis's brother was getting married in Fiji. So we planned it. And while we were planning it, there was this one thing that I just really wanted to do. And it was this tour that took us on a bus up into the mountains, into the jungle. I think it was a two-hour bus ride. And then from there, they would give you inflatable kayaks. And basically, as a group, you kayak down this river and there's waterfalls like cascading down the sides of the river. And it just seemed so amazing. So months before we went, I was planning like, this is the thing that we have to do. This has to happen. And we got there and it was just the two of us initially that were going to go do it. The rest of our family, they weren't really interested in it. And the day that we were supposed to leave, the tour company said, we don't have enough people um, so unfortunately we're going to have to cancel your trip up the mountain. And I was so upset about it. Like <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for months and Dennis surprisingly was really upset about it too. And he started asking everyone that we knew, first of all, like, you have to come, can you please come? He just begging them. So finally they agreed, fine, we'll do it. And then he was even going around like the village, asking people in the village, like, Hey, they've got this great tour up the mountain. We're going to do it today. Will you come? They need more people. <laughs> so finally he hustled enough people to make it worthwhile. He called the tour company, said, Hey, we've got 10 people. Can we do it? And they said, sure, you got 10 people. We'll do it. So off we went up the mountain and we got there and they took us to this traditional village and, you know, we did this ceremony with the chief of the village and then off we went in our kayaks and it was a really amazing adventure to begin with. Like I was, this was just a dream come true. And then partway through our trip down the river, one of the guides pulled over to the side and beckoned me to come with my kayak to the side of the river. And then along came Dennis to the side of the river and he said, okay, get out of your kayaks. We're going this way. And nobody else was coming with us. So I was really confused. I didn't know what was going on. I just followed along. <laughs> this must be some sort of a safety precaution. And yeah, there was a guy with a machete who was kind of like carrying it in front of us and cutting down the, the tall grass so we could get through this path. And we got into kind of a clearing and there was this waterfall, like an amazing waterfall, just kind of out of the middle of nowhere that we couldn't see from the river. And my breath was just taken away by this waterfall. And then I looked down and there was Dennis <laughs> down on one knee with a ring, an engagement ring, a ruby. And he just started saying these wonderful things about how much he loved me and would I marry him. And I was, I was stunned. I had no idea. To this day, I don't know how he managed to get that ring down the river without dropping it. I, like it, it blows my mind. Um, but obviously I said yes. And Dennis, Dennis thinks I didn't say yes fast enough. He, he actually 
said please after a few seconds because I was so stunned. I just said nothing, but it was an obvious yes. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the engagement. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how you beat that story. <laughs> That's amazing. This podcast is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers, Canada's largest family owned jewelry store. They are proud to be putting love on the map. And the staff at Charm Diamond Centers are thrilled to be a part of your love story too. So visit CharmDiamondCenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. Dennis, tell me from your perspective. <laughs> well, there was a lot of that mist coming down <laughs> on me. So it looked like I was crying or it was just, everything was wet, right? It was all drenched and, um, yeah, I just went down on one knee and, and I proposed. I just said, will you marry me? And then she just like, you know, she got really like emotional and I couldn't tell if she was crying or if it was the, the water. <laughs> and then after some time went by, I was like, please, will you? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, of course, yes, yes, get up. And I... And then, like, I was ecstatic and, and happy. And then she she hugged me, and we were jumping around. And and uh, yeah, that that was that was pretty much it. Um, yeah, we took a couple of pictures, and uh, the the guide was there. He he helped us take some pictures, and we walked in a little bit. And then he just said to us, like, typically this is forbidden. Like nobody's supposed to come to this to this land or this part of the the. Um, the waterfalls because they could be some hazardous uh you know uh it could be dangerous basically mm -hmm. and uh uh but because we heard um about your proposal we we were excited enough to let you guys come come to this section so so that was also a surprise for me because i didn't anticipate uh for them to take us uh so close to the waterfall and it and it's the biggest waterfall in Fiji. well it sounds pretty yeah. magical was the tour actually canceled or was that part of the ruse <laughs> it was it was actually canceled you must have um, freaked out <laughs> oh yeah yeah I, I i said no way like this is not happening not on my watch right so <laughs> i uh i got everybody i said no you have to go if i have to pay for your tickets then i will pay for your tickets but we're going right we have to go and and nobody could understand why like why i was so amped about it i i just kept saying this is the biggest thing we're going to do before you know you get married uh to to my brother and and, and he he came out so so it was good <laughs> it was it was great and and we didn't steal the thunder from the wedding or anything of like that because i was i was obviously worried about that so from your brother's wedding yeah that's well that's sensitive of you so okay so how do you beat that kind of proposal when you do a wedding i guess you just go to city hall <laughs> we actually very close we eloped on the beach at crystal crescent beach here in halifax yeah it was just us it was the justice of peace one of my friends and a complete stranger who was a friend of a friend which now we know him but that day was the first day that we met him yeah <laughs> yeah and it was lovely it was at sunset in September, there was a full moon. It was a really nice experience. Yeah, it was a beautiful day. And and uh, we had those uh, hot air balloons. I don't know if you're supposed to have them, but we, ha we, we had a couple. So so we wished our, our wedding and, and let them go up in the in the sky. That oh, was, the wish lantern. The wish lanterns, yeah. Right. That was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, well, that's amazing. 
So what's happened since then? Tell me your story. Well, we moved around a lot since then. We actually, the year that we were married, we also welcomed our first son. His name is Naftel, named after Dennis's father. Um, and then we moved when he was a baby to Alberta, to Grand Prairie, and eventually to Calgary, which is where our second son, Elijah, came along. And then we decided when we were pregnant with our third that Calgary probably wasn't our forever home. And we decided to take a leap of faith and we purchased a home online <laughs> in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, and we moved east. And our son, Andre, was born in 2016 in Halifax. Yeah. Yeah, Andre dates us. So every every time it's Andre's birthday, we know we've been here for way too long. <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess that coming east also meant a change in your work lives. When we came east, we realized that it was harder here oh, yeah. than it was anywhere else to find work. So for me, it wasn't so much of a challenge. Plus, I was on my maternity leave. But Dennis had a struggle finding work and... At that point, we decided that maybe we should do our own thing. So we started a business shortly after we moved here. Tell me about how this idea bubbled up. Oh, I think we always had it in the back of our minds. Both of us are pretty entrepreneurial. Pastry is my thing. I've been baking cakes and decorating cakes for my entire professional career. And finally, Dennis asked one day, like, what if we just supplied the desserts directly to the restaurants. And that was something that I had done when we were living in Kitchener-Waterloo. So I had some experience there. And we started looking around, and nobody in Halifax or in Nova Scotia was offering that service. So we called around to all the restaurants and asked them if they would support a local business doing that. And there was a lot of support for it. So that's what we did. So now we have a dessert bakery, and we mainly supply desserts to restaurants and food service operations but also retail desserts for, for online customers or birthday cakes. Yeah. And not just any desserts, but delectable desserts, right? Yes. We're called delectable desserts. Yeah. Delectable desserts, the place to be. <laughs> so it's interesting because you've got different skill sets, different personalities. You come from very different cultures where you grew up. I bet your children are really interesting. They're very interesting. They are, Dennis used the word extraordinary earlier. <laughs> I would say they're all extraordinary. They have such huge personalities. Yeah. What does motherhood mean to you, Melissa? Oh, motherhood is everything to me. When I was a kid, that was all I wanted. I didn't know what I wanted to do for a job or where I wanted to live, but I always knew that I wanted to be a mother. Like I just... I think it's the greatest gift that there is. I feel like it's a blessing and it is challenging 100%. It's the hardest job I've ever had, but it's so rewarding. Like I, I love watching them grow and thrive and become their own unique people. And I'm just so proud of everything they do. I, I love motherhood. I think it's great. You know, I often ask couples what they love about each other, but because it's Mother's Day in a few days, I'd like to ask Dennis, what is it you love about the way your partner mothers your children? Oh, wow. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think what is most outstanding to me is how Melissa takes the time um, to, like, 
explain things to the kids, even if they're like really big concepts. She's she has the right words to explain it to them for them to understand just enough of what they need. Um, and uh, she's a great mother. She she has taught all our kids how to read, except for Andre, but he's getting there. <laughs> how old is he? He's four. Yeah. <laughs> I think she does a great job. I, I'm grateful for her um, in in all aspects of it. Some days I don't know what, how, how we get through a day. So, yeah, I kudos to, to, to mamas and, and, and kudos to Melissa. Um, yeah. What kind of values and character do you want to instill in your kids? I would say the top three for me would be I want them to be respectful of themselves and others. I want them to be confident in themselves. And I also hope that they learn how to forgive. I think forgiveness is a really important quality to have. And I think it's a good tool for getting through life. Yeah, that's fantastic. Dennis? Um, well, I, I come from the African tradition of um, teachings, I guess. Um, and the number one rule is to know yourself. So um, that's what I encourage them to do every day to push that envelope, how much can they know about themselves that is not being uh, a reflection, that is not being reflected by others. So the inward journey that encompasses the four elements, uh, which are physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. That's it. Okay, well, I'm glad I asked because that was a fantastic answer from both of you. Are your kids there in the background now? Hi, guys. Come on over, guys. Don't be shy, guys. Can you guys say hello to Nancy? Hi. Hi, guys. I want you to talk to me about your mother since we're around the time of Mother's Day. I want you to tell me what you love about your mom. She is our mom. And she makes lovely dinners for us. And she makes cookies for us. And she gives us good hugs. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks, guys. Aw, thanks for the hug. Thanks, guys. And thanks to your whole family. I hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day, Melissa. And uh, I look forward to hearing more about your fabulous business and maybe trying some of your delectable desserts. Well, thank you, Nancy. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for listening to the Canadian Love Map. If you love us, please subscribe and share. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter.